you are about to enter a great adventure. Oh man, it just got like straight up was like apparent to you when you came back on. You can't hop off and on. It was oh good. God. Uh, oh yeah, what kind of a question you want to ask? What is going on, boys? Welcome back to another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. As a matter of fact, what you guys will never hear is episode one of the mid-year 2021 review. Because it'll never be aired. You know why? Because we just started it. And it died. Squadcast decided that we didn't want to fucking record on that platform. So we just switched it up. But you know why? We're pretty good at what we do. We switched it up. Mid-four. Change it on the fly. If you're listening to our podcast, you probably love wrestling as much as the three of us currently. We're actually four guys in our 30s who love wrestling. We're missing one today, but we are the Strutting from Gorilla Crew. You can find us on Facebook at SFG Podcast, Twitter and TikTok at From underscore Gorilla, on Instagram at SF Gorilla Pod, and most importantly, we need you to go check out struttingfromgorilla.com because there was the latest update on our blog and Mikey Cash give him mm-hmm. a little taste about the give him a snippet about what was the uh, the latest update on that blog sure uh, so basically the the most recent article that I wrote about was about how us as fans tend to just fall in love with the wrestlers that we follow we gain really intense connections with them and I sort of go through the idea of what they call parasocial relationships. And I sort of explain what that means and talk about how that relates to the world of pro wrestling, what makes us have such intense feelings towards them to the point where we almost feel like we know them now in the age of social media and how sometimes that can blur the line between, you know, uh, admiration and obsession. So uh, give it a, give it a read. I think, um, you know, think be an interesting one for, for folks. I don't think anyone's really kind of talked about that with wrestling before. So Hopefully it's good. Hopefully you guys can check it out. I'll be the first one to tell you that I've yet to read it, but that's not because I haven't wanted to read it. It's actually because I want to read it this weekend. That's one of the first things I'm going to do this weekend. And I do want to come back on it and uh, actually revisit this as a, as a collective, because I think what you're talking about right now um, and with the, components of social media you know i know we were talking Mm -hmm. about cameo not too long ago and how people really want to be connected right you know we talk about the wwe universe and things like that and how this is really supposed to be an all-inclusive feeling right and it's a marketing tactic it's a ploy you're really getting sucked into such a degree where those lines really do get blurred so I mean, I know that my love for Yokozuna runs really deep, but well, we it doesn't it doesn't go so deep as to, you know, stalk a wrestler and go to their house, as we've heard many stories down in Florida before. Granted, mm-hmm. 
Florida has enough interesting stories as is. Let's insert another one here. Enough respect to Florida. We love you, Florida. But you do have some crazies down there. You know it. Carry on. I got to say, Bobby, during this this little intro here you you kind of have a christopher walken thing going on like you there's a couple of points where i was like whoa let me talk <laughs> to you about pro wrestling kayfabe it's not that <laughs> <laughs> holy shit cash bringing the cheddar uh, but christopher walken's uh, legit but simultaneously i got an email it was bobby stone's calendar for the weekend it says he's gonna wake up saturday morning and he's gonna pull his putt this is the first thing he's gonna do Gonna drink some coffee, then he's gonna read your article. I can't. Well, that sounds let, like a wonderful morning. I, I like it's, it. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic. In no particular morning. order. But if <laughs> if we're gonna talk about schedules, right? Let's talk about uh, schedules that are apparently blocked out for the next three hundred and sixty-six days because there's somebody who's currently missing off of this show who is just blocking out what the next. Come on, guys. Help me out with this joke. This was supposed to be good, and I was looking for a little... Know, you're doing you're about? Keep going. We're going to let you sink right here <laughs> on the air. <laughs> What's he talking about, Mike? Do you know? I have no idea. I, no, He Vito, says, help me out. Vito, like, what? Bobby Vito, just had like a Michael uh, uh, Scott moment where he had like an improvisation. Like, he started the conversation, and he didn't exactly know where it was going to well, go. They <laughs> don't know that Vito's not here. The people uh, who are listening. No, we said we're three out of the four horsemen. In we our, did. oh, in didn't say which three, though. No, he, it could yeah, have been any well, three. Well, Vito's not here, which means but the, the truth is, you have the more. magical voice. You have a magical voice. And and yeah. let's just say it's great to have you back on the show. We're going to be touching upon a couple of couple of big opponents. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about some WWE releases. We're going to be talking about touring. We're going to be talking about some NXT going to be talking mm-hmm. about some AEW. Mikey, I'm going to give yeah. you the keys to the car. Let's drive it off. Great. Not the kingdom, but to the car. I appreciate that. Thanks for giving <laughs> me that crumb. So uh, I want to give a, a quick shout out to the newest follower of our podcast, a friend of Strutting from Gorilla, the one and only, the Hall of Famer, Sergeant Slaughter. Thank you for the follow. We're just a couple of maggots who are thankful for such a patriotic fan of the show. Uh, And with that, I want to go on to, you know, guys, I know that we always tell people all the time, you can comment on Twitter, you can tell us if we suck and all that. And recently, I actually had a friend of the podcast, a a friend of Mikey Cash's from way back in the day. uh, uh, Shout out to South. uh, Mike B., he is a listener and a uh, friend of the podcast, and he actually had some comments for us about our Mount Rushmore episode. He was doing some some listening to some of our older ones, and he is pretty upset that all of us collectively in all of our Mount Rushmores had one glaring omission, and it was the kiss stealing, wailing, dealing, jet flying, like son of a gun, Ric Flair. <laughs> so I, I feel like we just need to address this, guys, like, what were we thinking by not having Ric Flair on our Mount Rushmore? Because he's right. That's Mike, great, you were right. You know, you that's know, a great point. My, uh, Bobby, go ahead. Well, I, I was actually going to lead it and send it to you, Mango, because I thought it was pretty odd 
out of any one of our Mount Rushmores that he wasn't on yours. Oh, and me. I'm calling you out specifically yeah. because I know how much you love that man. You've got his, you got the robe, you got the boa, you know, yeah. uh, you know all yeah. gifts, by the way, you know, but the persona, you carry the persona and, uh, and, and you just, you, you, you really dig his vibe. So, uh, so I'd love to hear why he wasn't on yours. Was Mike going to say something? I, I was, and and it's bouncing off of something Bobby said because you definitely were somebody who epitomized Ric Flair. You so for the listeners out there who don't know, Mango and I went to the same college, and when I would occasionally go to the gym there, Mango would be in there, and he would he would just chop me when he would see me. We used to have chopping contests in, <laughs> in the gym, and it was some of the most painful experiences I ever had in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I was a gym rat at the time, you know, and uh, but I would say, you know, it's it, that's this is such a great point. Not having Ric Flair on there. I don't even realize I, I don't even remember who was on my my Mount Rushmore. I don't. But remember I will say this. I don't think I really like Ric Flair as a wrestler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you like his persona. I like than... his persona. He's like, I'm like, uh, wasn't he on like the plane ride from hell? But isn't that a key component? In everything that we were talking about, I mean, we weren't talking about. I had Vince McMahon on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, because yeah. it was a well, full embodiment. Spot, Bobby. That was. <laughs> that was we all know that. Uh, well, it, although <laughs> true, Bobby got although busted. true, <laughs> although true, I stand by it for the oh. sole reason. Without him. You don't have this conversation right now. We don't have such a dynasty of wrestling and such a tribute to the game without it right now. These mythological creatures that started in the 50s and 60s that were just these beasts that just kind of stood there and were kind of jokes that didn't really move i mean we were in our big man episode right we were talking about these guys that really were 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 just kind of jobbers but you kind of move them then insert andre the giant in the 70s and the 80s right and vince mcmahon vincent kennedy mcmahon is the sole reason it went from the wwf of vincent senior to the WWF and WWE we now know today and how wrestling took off into a mass magnitude and something that we all enjoy now. So without him, we don't have this discussion. We don't have strutting from gorilla. We don't have our fucking namesake without this conversation. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong about that part. I just think Ric Flair should have been on that Mount Rushmore. I agree with Mike. I made a mistake. I, by I, I, I won't on. disagree with that. I I I, I made a mistake not having him on. So if there's so, if Mike, there's if anybody listen to this episode, you were right. If oh, can I just say to take him off? Mm-hmm. I'll 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 take Vince off and put Rick on. There you go, straight right off. After talking about after that ridiculous statement, you're gonna take him off now. Uh, you can't take v- Vincent off there. Um, Rick Flair was kind of like a bad guy for a really long time. He was yeah. the dirtiest player in the game. And as a kid, when I was growing up, I didn't like the bad guys. 
You know what I mean? So you bought in back then? No, I didn't buy it. I didn't like him. You didn't like him because he was a bad guy. I like the good but, guys. Well, right. So then you so bought, you bought in, in, you in the, fact like the bad that... guy. That's buying in. But yeah. let's back yeah. up real quick. <laughs> yeah, <that> was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm like, what's he talking about? Let's back up real quick. Good point. Why was my statement ridiculous? Oh, we don't got time. Well, you started in 1950. <laughs> That's where your statement began. And it went all the way through to the present day. So you just you, you talked about eighty years of history and like it was just kind of I talked about eighty years of wrestling in fucking three minutes. That was damn good. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean it was actually pretty shitty. I'll give you that. But fuck you. Okay. <laughs> all right, so moving on. <laughs> My new Mount Rushmore, you guys want to hear it? Yeah, go for it. Can't okay, wait. It's the, it's the Godfather, Kama, Kama Mustafa, and Papa Shango. And the good father? All the same guy with a little viscera on top. A little viscera. Like the cherry, right? He's just nice. a cherry on top. Nice. The Mount Rushmore thing is such a fun conversation, though. It always is, because I feel like it can just change depending on, like, the week. It really can. Like, uh... It's just I mean, so, so many different eras, you know. Even like I was just like, so for the listeners out there, we got an ECW episode that's going to be coming up, and so I've been doing some watching of that, and I'm watching these old like Mick Foley matches, and I and I just and even Terry Funk, and I'm like, those guys could have an argument to be on a Mount Rushmore somewhere, like right, right, that, absolutely. So it it really it's super subjective, but. Okay, so there's there's no way Ric Flair I mean, can't make it onto. I mean, Vito Rushmore, I think, had twenty guys on it, didn't he? Who who's? I know he's not here to defend himself, oh, right Vito? Now, but I think Vito's Mount Rushmore had like twenty we'll, guys. We'll on wait it. till he returns so we can. In we can have oh no, we we can ECW we'll ask him. We'll ask him when he comes back. I won't be here, but I will tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I was thinking about the other day. I think Mick Foley has an argument to be on the Mount Rushmore. He does. He he personifies professional wrestling. And to this day, he's still fucking unbelievable at everything. And he does, and he does a great stand-up act. He does. We were all there, right? Great. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. there. That was he's really such cool. a nice guy. Yeah. Sh- should we move on to what we're talking about for the night? I'm sorry. I got distracted. No, that's, l- listen, we, we have a plan here, folks, but you know we may not get to all of this tonight. Some so, of us have been drinking. Some of it. us have been doing weeds. I- Actually, what what are you drinking right now? Weren't we going to talk about this? I'm drinking a Gunner's Daughter Milk Stout. Does I'll tell you what. Sounds what delicious. Sounds is it like, like chocolate meal. milk? It is. It is. It's really good. It's like a fucking. It's like dessert. What are you guys drinking? I got a Sierra Nevada Summer Break. It's a Session Hazy IPA. Really light. Really refreshing. Nice for a, a summer night like this. Hey, nice vagina. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Then you should hit, wait I until like you hear a, what I'm about to drink. I'm only kidding. Would you, what are you drinking, pussy boy? <laughs> <laughs> this, is so, out of, this is getting out of hand tonight. So, I'm dizzy. So, not only do I have my maxi pad in one hand, but I also have my uh, uh, beautiful Starbucks mug. Not sponsored by Starbucks, by the way. But you can if you'd like to. 
Starbucks. Thank you. Um, it is. <laughs> I. <laughs> You're like Ricky Bobby when he's praying. <laughs> he's got a mention Powerade. Little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Powerade. <laughs> Wonder Bread. Kentucky Fried so, Chicken. <laughs> So, so in this Starbucks mug is some limeade, some vodka, what? and a splash of coconut rum. <laughs> That's actually not and the it, gayest drink you've ever drank. Delicious. <laughs> it's There's fucking delicious. That. That, sounds that sounds amazing. Good. I might make one of those myself uh, if I had any of those ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> it's super so, refreshing. So, speaking of reasons to drink. Let's talk about some of the releases that have happened since the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> look oh, at from this list. WWE? Yeah, man. All right. So look at this list. Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, nah. Murphy, Ruby Riot, Santana Garrett, Andrade, Alexander Wolf, Big Show, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Bo Dallas, Chelsea Green, Jessamyn Duke, Callisto, Lars Sullivan, Mojo, Steve Cutler, Vanessa Bourne, Wesley Blake, Velveteen Dream, and Mickey James. That's a ton of people. From and this is only from January. Since the people January, who have like left WWE. So I think Big Show's I'm, contract was up, so he may not have been like a full like in the legit. Oh. I have a question for everybody sitting here right now. Shoot, for as 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 eye-striking as these names are, right? There's the other side of it that makes me think that the conversations that we consistently have over and over again is that the storylines are too rushed. They're boring. They're drawn out. Characters keep shifting. There's not necessarily you know, so it, it's almost as if the roster's too big. So how do you how do you change something that's so big? You're going to have to shave it, right? I mean, I, I guess, but here's the thing. And like, to me, I, none I, of I, these names are really striking other than the Velveteen Dream. But, er, but earlier than that, I, yeah. Velveteen Dream had some had some big issues er, like, earlier in the year. Like, yeah, so th- that was yeah. probably on already happening. But there, like... We we complain about we've complained about Strowman before, but still, I think it's still surprising just that somebody Strowman like, was a big one. Name, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I mean, discount that one. And Alistair Black, especially Ruby Riot. Uh, I mean Andrade. I guess he wasn't necessarily let go. He asked for his release and he left. But you know, Mickey James is a is a great veteran to have in a locker room, and I think you know with all of these people that are gone, like it's put a huge damper on the women's tag division on SmackDown and then the women's division on like SmackDown's really gotten hit hard with these releases. If you look at their roster of who's left in that division, it's not much. And it it just, you know, you talk about, do you think the roster is too big? Well, I mean, apparently not because it looks like there's like nobody left in that division. There's people on Twitter, like do or have great Excel spreadsheet skills and they've made all these, all these little spreadsheets sort of explaining like who's left on the roster and stuff. Yeah. It's just kind of sad. You know, like it just sucks to, you know, we have our feelings about all of these people, but like that blows people lose their jobs. 
and then they hire Eva Marie. So it's like, what? I the, mean, to be what the fuck? to be fair, you had no revenue coming in for a year. They had even though no you way. just signed. I don't agree Peacock. with that. They had revenue no, no. coming in; it was just limited. They, they just made no, seven no, billion dollars between Fox and Peacock. Like they're fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with that. I was simply saying there wasn't the live arena revenue coming in. That part. So I mean, okay. you can only you can only cover up, and I mean, you had to pay for that fucking stadium in Orlando for how long? I mean, when did that that lease run up? Are they still in the the Thunderdome? Is that still happening? They're they're still in the Thunderdome. I think it's called like the Yingling Center or something like that. I don't know exactly where that is. I think it's in Tampa now. But they're but speaking of, they're about to start touring again in July for Money in the Bank weekend. They start out over in Texas. So those are probably going to be some intense shows. I think people are going to be they're are they're itching to get back into wrestling. And as much as as it was nice to see the crowd for WrestleMania, that wasn't a full capacity crowd. So this will be really interesting to see. I've I was reading about the fact that they're trying to look at SummerSlam almost and treat it like WrestleMania this year, where they're trying to put a lot into it. So don't be surprised if we get some big names coming in for that show. It'd be interesting. Like I think they're trying to get Cena to come back for SummerSlam. Well I would be pumped I, to actually to see John Cena back. So John Cena. Uh, is is now in a movie being released, just coming out, Fast and Furious Nine. We're all, <laughs> I mean, free. This is free publicity for him, so fuck them. But um, congratulations to them for getting said free publicity right now. That said, I hope, and I saw a uh, I saw a, a TikTok video after watching one of our TikTok videos. Of a of a gentleman saying, "Hey, you know, be awesome." Having John Cena coming back as a heel, and just fucking not only being a heel, but just coming in and just destroying everybody in his wake, and oh, actually doing something kind of like that'll, Roman that'll, Reigns. Yeah, that'll go over well <laughs> backstage with all the young talent. He's gonna just bury, <laughs> like, "Hey, listen, I know I haven't been here in over a year." <laughs> but, but you he's might not coming back full time. He's not. That, oh no! I, but I, I agree with you, Bobby. I think it would be cool to see him as a heel. It's, it um, would be. We've never be, really seen it. Like, but he's the, got the, enough work ethic to actually give give it a legitimate shot sure. to to come back for for hey. a full year, especially if it's worth worth the ability to line his pocket again. So. I mean, I, I get, I, I, I think maybe he might, he would probably consider it, but th- this is like the oldest wrestling community topic <laughs> for like the last twenty years has been when is John Cena going to turn heel, the and it's never they, happened. So I, I have, I have little faith that it's going to happen, but I do agree it could be cool. But he is a villain in Fast and Furious Nine, dude. There is zero <laughs> also related chance. to Vin Diesel in that movie, and it, yeah. That movie's gonna suck. It's because the rock's not in it. But uh can I just say something about the releases? Sure. Um part of this feels like Vince McMahon kind of being like, okay, I can kind of release some of these putzes because there's another place for them to go. 
Like there was nowhere for them to go Maybe. for a long time. Now uh, they'll actually get like Big Show's already signed. Mm-hmm. Andrade's already signed. Um, yep. A lot of these guys, you know, Braun Strowman. I don't think he's going to go back into wrestling. Alistair Black's going to get signed by fucking AEW. He's such an AEW guy. Lana's going to go to AEW because Rusev is there. And by the oh way, my, my, my other Mount Rushmore is Miro, Rusev, <laughs> Lana, and Miro. that's great Uh, but a lot of these guys the other thing i mean i'd like to get your opinion i don't know if you guys are on instagram at all yes but a lot of these wrestlers are guys are people that like want to be out there doing shit like for instance chelsea green yeah it's just a random thing chelsea green like has her own podcast now Mm -hmm. she's probably going to be doing independent shit. These are people that kind of want it. I feel like they were kind of asking for it maybe behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe, but I, I think this speaks to something that always comes up when people leave WWE, which is they suddenly have so, so much more freedom to do the things that they want to do. And, and it really yeah. speaks to them being really handcuffed at times. And I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. And I'm not saying completely handcuffed, but I think in general, there is a, there is a sense of, of limitation that they experience from the whole creative thing and like the mm-hmm. writers and all that. And so they can't fully dive into the things that they want to in terms of like their characters and what they want to do in the ring and in promos and shit like that. So yeah, I do agree. I think that I, you know, I think with a, a lot of them, you're going to see them be able to really either sink or swim. And I think that's kind of the cool part. Like at least they get to try it out. And if it doesn't work, yeah. it doesn't work, but yeah. they don't Agreed. always you didn't really get those kinds of opportunities in WWE. It's it's more rare. It's the exception rather than the rule. And on top of that, right? Like for instance, like Chelsea Green, just an example. She she has a million Instagram followers. They're not going to be eating. From, mm-hmm. They're not going to be in the poorhouse. They're going to have a ton of opportunities. Yeah. And but the other thing is, I feel like literally every wrestler in WWE. You can you guys can disagree with this. Um, probably disagrees with how they're being booked like oh, none definitely. of them have any say in anything but the guys who like are at the top like roman reigns seth rollins like sheamus shame why is fuck sheamus he's like triple h's best friend oh can we talk about something i'm sorry did you guys see triple h at the philadelphia 76ers game i did i did and he did the dx entrance with what um, what did you what was your opinion how, how did you feel watching that I think Vince McMahon had a, a Titan Tower in his pants when he was watching that because <laughs> he got the mainstream crossover exposure that he always wanted. But did you did you think it was as a wrestling fan? Were you like, "Wow, this is cool"? I mean, like, I mean I, honestly, I did text some of my friends about it. I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool." So I guess I guess I must have thought it was. You all texted right. some of your friends who weren't yeah. us about it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because I have I have other friends who like the other four major sports and not pro wrestling, so oh, I thought I, I would send that to them. That was my way in. Uh, Bobby, did you see it? I did, and you know, to to Mikey's point, you know, it's one of those things where that that mainstream crossover is uh, it is. It's everything that that Vince loves to see, um, and it just goes to show you that that wrestling as a collective is not only uh, it's here to stay, 
and it's because of the hard work and dedication that Vincent Kennedy McMahon and his staff have really done behind the scenes to to put on a good uh good product. What good, bad, or indifferent? I mean, there are plenty of people that could say that the product sucks and this, that, and the other thing, and and, and it's all opinionated, you know. So not all of it's going to be good. Um, you know, it's going to be ebb and flow, and there's going to be sparks in time that are that are just lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to capitalize on that. But if you were to tell me that fucking Bo Dallas made or broke your wrestling experience, I'm going to tell you that you're lying not only to yourself, but to me right now. So I'm perfectly fine with Bo Dallas, you know, going on to his next endeavors. So, you know, so be it. Um, I digress. Well, Any, the Triple H I, thing I thought was really corny. I I mean, of course it was corny. I thought it was it one of the corniest thing corny. I've ever seen. He fucking d- did the DM, DX chop behind Joel Embiid. I just like, and he's chewing gum. He was chewing gum the whole time. I'm like, why does Triple why H? You have no charisma. You're the most. That, he that's just the sucks. thing that everything about him sucks. Chewing. Triple H is. But terrible. what if he just wanted to watch a fucking basketball game and the music came on? That's not what happened. I don't think that's how it happened. I asked you if you saw it. Did you see it? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Yeah, it's... it's, Didn't he come through as an actual entrance? Yes. There is zero possibility that that was surprise. No, uh, it wasn't a surprise. What I'm saying is he wanted to watch it, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, we have this opportunity for you to walk out. Oh. Go to your seat. He was wearing a DX shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go to your fucking seat and watch the watch the show and pump up our crowd. Thank you very much. I just think the representation of WWE as DX is like just the corniest shit. Well, yeah, because think about what DX represented back then, and that was and what they try to say they are now, which means they they have no idea what their actual identity is. They don't. No, they do. They know exactly what their fucking identity is. Their identity is something that sells at any given moment. DX will always sell because DX is something that those season ticket holders that were in those seats still embrace to this day because those DX members, right, were people that we enjoyed when we were kids, but could also be, you know, your parents' age or kids that we're still telling about. Because now it's folklore. DX is simply folklore at this point. How many times do they they still bring it out? And I mean, how many times have you still heard about the fucking Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair fucking match that could, may never happen again? Have have you guys actually heard about that? That they might actually have one more more match? Still talking about doing one more? Who the hell is talking about that? I was listening to some garbage on youtube maybe as recently as uh, a couple of weeks ago and i genuinely think it was produced in 2020 that it was Yikes. that it was something that that was in the works yeah i don't think i don't think it was actually I, going to to happen but, no likelihood but 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 it's namesake is all i'm trying to drive home yeah it's you know people how many times have you driven on a highway Saw a fire and stopped because it was a fire. I usually you know, see a fire and I keep driving because I want to get away from the fucking fire. <laughs> you're, you're I don't want to go closer to the fire. 
you're, you're not wrong, but but how many other people? That's called gridlock, right? Like there are four hundred and twelve people that are still stopping and watching, whether or not it's a shit show or or, or something else. They're gonna watch it. That's why we're sitting um, here talking about it because it doesn't exactly. It's a shit show. We are talking about it. It's not above critique though. Oh, of course, it was terrible. We, I I love wrestling and I want it to be good. And so when it's not good, you do have to say something about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and until, Dallas. And, and they need... Bo to... Dallas is talented. <laughs> right. Sorry. Absolutely. Believe. I believe in him. My, Keely, it's like one of the one things she ever got into was that all you got to do is believe thing. <laughs> of all the things. Of all the... the mo- well, but the, like, that's the shit that like crosses over, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I haven't no, right. really watched Raw, but oh my god. Oh, I haven't in a while. I haven't watched Raw in a while. That shit I'll don't watch, cross over. I watch, like, SmackDown highlights on YouTube, and then I'll watch NXT and just AEW at this point. I've been catching up on NWA Power ever Ooh. since they made the announcement. So, Mickey James this week showed up on one of the episodes of, N- of NWA Power, because her husband, Nick Aldis, is the NWA champion. So, she got in there, and her and Billy Corgan... We're talking about how in August they're going to have back-to-back pay-per-views. So August 28th, I believe, is when they have the first pay-per-view, and that's going to be an all-women's pay-per-view in the NWA. And Mickey James is going to be uh, an executive producer on it. So that's going to be really cool. So she's going to be in a position of power sort of running this show. And I think that's a good move. I think that's a great move for her. Because cool. if you listen to some of the interviews she did, she has this... Uh, she has this podcast or YouTube show called uh, GAW, Grown Ass Women. And it's her um, and uh, Victoria. And I feel really bad, but I can't remember the other person's name who hosts it. But she was doing an interview like right after she got released. And she was talking about how some of the people backstage, like the higher ups, were sort of walking up to her and saying, hey, they'll ne- we had evolution. It was the lowest bought pay-per-view of all time. We're not going to be doing one ever again. People aren't going to pay to watch women's wrestling. And so I think this really set a fire under her ass, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a cool move. And because of that, it kind of got me. It, it worked for me. I saw that, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, I wanted to catch up and start watching some of the NWA stuff. Because they got a pretty decent w- women's division over there. Thunder Rosa. My girl, she's awesome. <laughs> I can't have another. I can't have one episode where I don't bring her up because she's so good. But um, let's talk about Thunder Rosa for a moment. Let's yeah. talk about the fact that that Thunder Rosa is uh, now following Mikey Cash. Yeah, that was really cool. I I have no idea why, but it's cool. There are, um, there are a couple of things happening. Um, you know, we were just talking about NXT. Uh, not too long ago, we were also talking about AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do wanna, I wanna bring about um, the whole not returning to to full sale in Orlando. That's kind of sad. Uh, that is that's huge, considering where the training facility is and things like that. Um, I almost wonder if that's if that's two part. Is that because it's going to be? Um, if they feel as if they have enough legs now in the AEW, yeah, AEW, in the NXT, uh, that will tour and do well. Maybe. Or maybe they're going to stick at that Capital Wrestling Center that they're at and just reconfigure it so they can get fans in there. But they could get 
fans have full sale too. And no, I mean, it, it might have just been like a leasing issue or something. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, because it, it is. Regardless, it was really, yeah. it was really cool, and I thought that was a really cool partnership. Oh, I loved it. I, I feel like there's this piece of NXT that was separate from the rest of the business that is now also being broken apart. The training center to me um, being broken away. I know they've always had their own training facilities. You know, I can remember the one um, where Vince was pumping iron uh, with the Ico Pro logo in the background in, uh, in Connecticut. Um, they did a lot of work in Orlando. So, so I'm sad about that. I didn't yeah, realize I was just attached to it. Um, but I digress. You found, you sound so sad, Bobby. I know. I do. I'm, I'm actually really disappointed because I felt like NXT was one of the last pieces of, uh, of the, of the product that was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I really, for my I, money, it still is. And it's still, no, I agree. But I feel like that's a component. Bobby, have you been watching NXT? Okay. I need to get caught up. But to me, leaving Full Sail as a collector, they were there for years. That's still big. Years. Multiple. So moving on to AEW. <laughs> that's what we're going to do here. We're going to pull the old transition. So okay. we're going... Let's talk about uh, AW real quick. We got we, this yeah. has been a long episode. I, I, let's end it on a little AW news, right? So we get the we get to see Mark Henry at Double or Nothing. Leo Rush debuts and now promptly retires this week after an, he sustained an injury at the show. So oh shit! Best of luck injury? to Leo Rush. That sucks. That um, sucks. And now we hear that they're going to add. So AW is adding another show called rampage so it's going to be like another hour show on i think it's going to be either tnt or tbs i kind of forget but speaking of rosters that are getting big aws is kind of huge i mean they got aw dark dark elevation and both of those sometimes are like close to two hours of pop on on youtube and tony khan actually said in an interview that they're trying to like figure out what to do with both of those like so they might end up getting shorter as the time goes on. So I don't I don't know if like some contracts aren't going to get like renewed and stuff because I know he signed a lot of people basically to just give them money throughout the pandemic. So yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh, I I wanted to talk about Cody for a second because for some reason at this double or nothing pay per view, I think we we were talking about it and texting that like his match was the one match that I really was not looking forward to the most. Like I was just like I could care less about that match. And he came out in that like uh, regalia and stuff like his ring gear. And I thought it was so obnoxious. And uh, one of another friend of the podcast, shout out to Constantine, <laughs> me and him were having a conversation about it. And he actually enlightened me to some things because I watch a lot of different shows, but one of them that I don't watch is The Boys. And there's a character on there called Homelander, who is, suppo- is like supposedly like a Superman slash Captain America type of character. But he's actually the villain. And so, spoiler alert, the show's been out for like three years. But <laughs> and anyway, but, so he said that the, the ring gear that Cody came out to is actually like an homage to that. So he thinks that the, it's actually planting seeds for some sort of like heel turn. And 
he gave some examples of what's been going on since Cody even had the TNT championship and he would have little bits and pieces where he would kind of act heelish in his matches. And it just kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So thank you, Constantine. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wouldn't have thought it wouldn't have thought of it that way. Who is Cody uh, feuding with right now? Uh, Anthony Agogo. He was like a oh, former Jesus. MMA fighter, I think. Oh shit! I think he's pretty good, but I just yeah. that was the only match on that double or nothing card that I just really didn't care about. Yeah, the rest of it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, overall it was a really good show. Sting, Sting did like a really good job in his tag match with Darby Allen. Dude, I, I'm what? not even joking. I'm not even joking. The Sting looked great. I was friggin' shocked. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. He's like six. He's in his sixties. Absolutely, he is. That's crazy. I think he just walks out like somebody. I think I listened to to somebody talk about how they think Sting only got signed, (laughs) and it's like in his contract that Tony Schiavone has to constantly come out and say it's Sting. (laughs) (laughs) Contractual (laughs) obligation. So that's all I got for today. I don't know about you guys, but I'm almost spent from this episode. Yeah, we were bullshitting for a while. So hopefully, so we, for the listeners out there, we hope we entertained you tonight, and we didn't, we didn't lose your your listenership. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.